When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, how about them damn Celtics? And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Saturday, February 3rd. Sam is still in L.A. I'm obviously still home, as you can see by the gorgeous background I have going on here. Uh, Sam was complaining about lamps before we started, and we're hanging out. Uh, how are you, Sam? How's L.A.? How's everything? It's colder than you'd think. It's like 40, really? like 8 Oh, degrees. wow. Really? Yeah, it's, it's nothing special. I packed all T-shirts and shorts, and... Uh, Turns out I'm going to be wearing the same two long sleeves because the sweatshirt I brought is a Celtic mm-hmm. sweatshirt and they embarrassed me. So I'm not going to enable that. Why? I didn't do it anyways. Own it. <laughs> this, is, this is just not the place to be wearing it. I mean, fair enough. The bed on Thursday. Can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Can't condone it. Fair enough. Uh, a reminder at the top of the episode to comment what's popping on the video. If you want a chance to win a $10 in Pop Nito gift card, make sure to comment again what's popping on the video for a chance to win $10 gift card to in Pop Nito. Get yourself some really cool, really good popcorn. Uh, so it's hard with that. But in reality, let's start with Marcus Smart's return to Boston. Uh, as you're listening to this, Marcus Smart will be at the Garden for the first time as an, as an opponent uh, tonight. 6 p.m. tip-off against the Grizzlies. Obviously, he's not playing because he is still injured. However, he will be there. Joe Mazzullo was asked about it at practice today. He said, I always said you don't replace a guy like him. You just find different ways to be able to do it. Um, uh, who is He will always be etched in the city of Boston because he what he's done in the community, uh, in community service, and what he's done here, which is helping represent and give. And I think he's one of the guys that started our defensive foundation before I got here because of his ability to compete at a high level, to defend at a high level, and to execute different coverages. Who he is off the court and kind of what he <coughs> excuse me, brings from a mindset standpoint and a defensive intensity standpoint, it'll be good to see him tomorrow. Also said, I think there'll be a little bit of extra emotion just because of how Smart's been able to impact the community and impact the garden so many times. I don't know if his hand still hurts, but maybe, maybe he can dive on the floor for a loose ball and roll one out during a timeout. <laughs> so some um, lots of love for Marcus Smart coming back to Boston. As it should be. Uh, one of the great Celtics we've had in recent memory. Sucks that they had to get rid of him the way they did. I didn't love it, but um, Porzingis has been great, so mm-hmm. it makes you kind of forget. But still, I still think it was bad. think they did him dirty, and I'll stand by it. think he deserves to be a part of whatever they do success-wise. And, um, you know, when he was here, he was great. He was someone you could always kind of trust to try, uh, not what you saw on Thursday. <laughs> Would he have allowed that? Probably not. But um, yeah, it yeah. sucks that he's been injured. It sucks that Memphis has been a dumpster fire this year in the best possible way. Because like, yeah, they've sucked, but they can bring just about everybody back next year and also maybe get a draft pick out of it and get better that way and set themselves up for the future with the CBA and everything. They'll have a cheap salary for someone that may be able to be a important piece. Not the mm. worst thing ever. I'm excited to see the... Love he gets from the fan base tomorrow at the Garden. That's one of my favorite things about any player coming back. I love the video. I love the ovation. I'm all about it. So 
I've been looking forward to this one for a while. Gonna have to miss it for work. Uh, so who doesn't love that? It's tough. I'll sucks that he's not playing. Play or something. Uh, I wish he was playing. It does suck that he can't be out on the court competing. That uh, would be fun, but it, it'll have to do, I suppose, on the bench. Um, he did a, a honeydew ad today. He said, I'll be back home tomorrow. Make sure to get my honeydew. It's just, I mean, I saw Cam, a uh, friend of the pod, came to bat to buy tweet out. Uh, you can take Marcus Smart out of the out of the Massachusetts, but you can't take the Massachusetts out of Marcus Smart. Uh, honeydew, by the way, all due respect, Marcus Smart. Honeydew kind of sucks. <laughs> Not a big Honeydew guy. Duncan so, far better. Honeydew has better donuts than Duncan. Really? Yes. It's. I, don't know if I, believe it, I think it's a pretty big gap. Like. When I get a donut from Honeydew, I actually feel like I'm getting something. Like everything at Dunkin' feels very light. Like it doesn't feel very like, oh, like I'm really enjoying this dessert I'm having. No. When you go to Honeydew, treat yourself. Now I can say I don't, know don't love I'm the Honeydew agree. sandwiches, don't love the coffee as much. But from a donut standpoint, superior. I don't know if I agree with that. But I also I, I don't like big giant thick like bready donuts i think that's bad so maybe, maybe we think i just like an, i like a nice vanilla frosted donut that's yeah. the gold standard i like duncan's although nothing comes close to what was the duck place we went to oh duck donuts that shit was fire duck donuts. that's yep. the best they, donut i've ever had they 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 make them fresh yeah. right in front of you they put the frosting on it's still warm when you get it we went in vegas I'm it was gonna to, i'm gonna have to google donuts near me i wonder if is duck donuts a chain or is it just in vegas uh i'm not sure i'm not sure Time to pull it up. Duncan, closest. Duck Donuts is an American donut shop based in Pennsylvania. Really? There's no way. Is this the same Duck Donuts? No. Duck Donuts. Now we're getting off track. Sorry. Now we're. Yeah, I think it is. It's the same. Yeah, there's one in Vegas. I mean, it's based in Pennsylvania, I think. Anyway, sorry. We're off track. We'll get back on it. Uh, Marcus Smart back in the garden tonight. Very exciting. Happy to see him back in the building. Uh, again, sucks he didn't play. Sucks the way he went out. But again, like you mentioned, Kristaps Porzingis has been pretty good. Does that soften the blow knowing how impactful Kristaps has been, Sam, for you? Yeah, I'm a big fan of Kristaps. So I've gotten a player that I care about to at least half the degree. So I don't feel as bad. But I still think it's like kind of sucky. I don't know. It just feels like he deserved to be around. I know people in the comments here be like, shut up. He wasn't good. Whatever. I don't know. It just it felt like um, he he was a key piece of it. And when they got over the hump a couple years ago and finally got to the finals, it was really cool to see. What? Sorry. There's a Duck Donuts in Walpole, which is 20 minutes for me. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm getting fat. We're back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so fire. Oh, my God. Wow, that's that's all time. I didn't know that. Um, no, yeah, I, I get it. I understand why it would be like easy to feel that way. It, for me, though, it's just like it's the business. It sucks, but like we we talked about when Brad Stevens was getting hired as GM, like is it gonna be too close to actually make impactful trades with these players to improve the team? No, that yeah, that that's what happened, and that's exactly how it went down. It sucked to see Marcus go out like that, but it objectively improved the team. So it is what it is. Happy he'll be back in the building. Maybe there's a return to Boston down the line somewhere. I don't know. We'll see. What it's Anyways. felt like anytime he's talked about it, he's been like, yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll come back. 
I would love it. I'd it love seems it. Seems like uh, a place he wants to be. I mean, he he spent a lot of time here. He loved to hear the fan base gets along with him for the most part, the ones that watch the games at least. And he was well respected by a lot. It, it, you've had heard some stuff come out since he left. It's like, ah, like he was tough to deal with at some points. The the stead steadfast, headstrong mentality was tough to coach, you know, all that stuff like the fact that he would take over huddles sometimes was discussed before he was leaving. And there there's probably more to it than we know. It is what it is. I, I think that's just his personality. I'd love to have him back, but exciting that he's going to be back, even though it's with the Grizzlies. But next thing we got, uh, we talked about this briefly on talking Z's, but we didn't get your thoughts on it. So I thought we'd bring it up uh, in a recent article written by Ramona Shelburne of ESPN, Jason Tatum compared Christoph Porzingis to Pau Gasol. He said Kobe really needed Pau for those last two championships that they won together. Whatever path I'm on and we're on, KP really feels like the missing piece, um, which makes a lot of sense. KP also in the article said, uh, I didn't know it was going to be smart in the trade, but seeing what they were going to give up for me, I realized, okay, they really wanted me. That means they expect a lot from me, so I have to show up. Um, interesting comparison. We talked about it. It does actually make a lot of sense. Um, how the Lakers, you know, got this for, you know, overseas big man brought him in and he used the last piece and it helped them get over the hump. I mean, hopefully the Celtics can repeat the success that those Lakers teams have, but, um, thoughts of the comparison, Sam, I know this is a, I suppose iffy time to be talking about Celtics Lakers comparisons, but try to be as objective as you can. No, I mean, like I can see it. It's just <laughs> kind of strange to say, like with the teams that they've had around him, like if you want to look at the teams Kobe had, like after Shaq left and the teams Tatum has played with, there is no comparison. The Celtics have had great supporting casts. I mean, even if you want to like say the Kyrie exit, right? Like Kyrie leaves, they bring in Kemba. Nobody thought that that team was going to be great. But as the season went on, we all realized like they've got pretty good players that fit around this, this core. And they played really well in the playoffs. They got bounced by Miami. Kemba really wasn't the same after the all-star break, but before then they were really firing on all cylinders. The in-between year when Kemba was hurt and then they had no fans in the stands was a sucky one, but the the finals year, they should have won. Like you should have needed Kristaps to beat that Warriors team. You're about to beat him anyway. And then you guys shot a bunch of threes and missed. And uh, as far as last year goes, they were the most talented team. They just weren't serious. I was actually thinking about that today. Oddly enough, I was. I don't like, think you they're know, the most talented team. Uh, I you guess can I don't know whatever you want. I, I Denver would have been tough, but they would have been tough. I agree, yeah. but like going into the season last year, the Celtics were like title favorites. It was like they got Brogdon, sure. they have yeah, a bench sure, sure, guy. Sure, sure, like sure, sure. all the talk was that they had boosted their roster. It's just, it's just hindsight, yeah. Just the knowing how dominant that Nuggets team was. Um, See, but I, I, I was thinking about the end of the Sixers series today, and I was like thinking about how stressed I was before Game Seven. And finally watching them stomp Philly and then coming out against Miami and just making things hard on themselves all over again. I still can't believe that. Like, did you not fucking learn? Like you lost game one against Philly and then you lose against Miami the first two games. Like be serious. If to answer the initial question, do I think Tatum saying Kristaps is Pau Gasol is I get it inaccurate? I, no, because Porzingis rules and he's added a new layer to this team and they are different. They don't always use him, right? Though, example Thursday, uh, he but, just sucked. Let's not blame that on the team not using him. He was terrible. It was both. <laughs> it was both. I, I it thought was really he was bad. bad too. 
But um, I mean, you can't you can't compare the pre Porzingis teams to the pre Pau teams. Sure, that that's for sure. If you if the Celtics last year in the Eastern Conference Finals met the Bucks instead of the Heat, do you think they win? It's a good question. I think so. I think they. I don't. The I think they really take well. it. I think they take it more seriously. As as much as that's not an excuse, obviously it's like the exact opposite. It is like, what the fuck are you doing? But like, I do feel like they would have taken the series more seriously, or as seriously as they needed to, if they had seen Giannis and Drew Holiday in front of them, um, and Chris Middleton, obviously. But he, I think he was hurt throughout that postseason. But, the Celtics played none um, of their competition in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. They did the impossible. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, Tatum said that. <clears throat> Thought we'd bring it up. Um, next Celtics thing we got is Jalen Brown is an All Star. Obviously, just some news that we haven't covered yet. Jalen Brown made the All-Star Reserves. Uh, the NBA announced their All-Star Reserves. I suppose we can uh, talk about those here briefly, just since there's some Celtics tie-in to it. Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> let me pull it up. So, pull Eastern up. Conference, Jalen Brown, Bam Adebayo, Paolo Mancaro, Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Maxey, Donovan Mitchell. I have no problem with it. I know you'd probably say Julius Randle needs to go out. I get why he yeah. is an All-Star, though. He's putting up good numbers. been great lately. The team is on fire. Um, I have no real qualms with the Eastern Conference All-Stars. So good for Jalen. Good for that. It is what it is. Sure. I mean, I don't really care about all this. It's tough. Uh, I think Randall's not good. I stand by that. I think Porzingis sure. is better. I think Porzingis has missed a lot of time, which is fair to keep him off. He's missed how many games? 13, 14, 15? Mm, I don't know. I think top 16. I have no idea. He's played yeah. in 35. Um, 35 there, what? 37 and 12. So he's missed... 14, 14 roughly Randall's played in 46. So, um, yeah, the durability is important. I mean, he's out now, but now that's what I was going to say. The, the Celtics tie in is, um, Randall and Embiid, which we'll get to later, likely won't be playing, uh, in the all-star game. So that leaves two spots with the most likely candidates probably being Jimmy Butler, Trey Young, Derek White, Christoph Sports. I would argue that those are the most likely candidates. I saw Miles Turner thrown in somewhere too, but that felt like the clown meme with like the guy in the line of, of snipers with the clown. And Miles Turner's having a fine season, but like not over those guys. So I, I think one other Celtic has a good chance to get in. Um, I don't know if both will. I think it'd be really cool if both would, but I feel like Trey Young's almost a lock to be in one of those. I mean, yeah, because LeBron was he's crying. Too, he's too popular. I didn't even see that. He's too popular. He's having too good of a season. I, I think he should be in. Um, and then one of the Celtics, I think, should probably get into unless they just put Jimmy in there. But I, I wouldn't complain either way. I, I think both of those guys, any of them could get in. I wouldn't complain. Jimmy's playing well. He's just one of the Celtics should be in. The, <laughs> I agree. Your record is unbelievably good. I think it should be Derek um, White. Yeah, no shit. It's the most. I mean, I don't know. I don't really care. It doesn't matter. It would be cool to see one of them get in. It's cool. It would be cool for White. He's never done it. And I think he's been really important. And I think Christophs has been. Really, also really never played in the all-star game play. though. Oh, he's hurt. Played in it. Yeah. <clears throat> he got hurt. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think, I think Porzingis has been super impactful and he's changed the way they play, but that's not really why you vote for all-stars. White is a big impact player too. So either way, it's a win for the Celtics. If they get in, I agree. And then quickly, Western conference, all-stars, Devin Booker, Stephen Curry, Anthony Davis, Anthony Edwards, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Carl Anthony Towns absolutely obscene that no Kings got in the all-star game. That's ridiculous. That That's, that's, I think the biggest issue with this entire list, two sons and no King. 
Like, I don't get it. Two it's Clippers, just, no Kings. It's one I, of those, like, periods in the no. NBA where you have the older guys aging out and they might not be as good, and you have a younger generation of players that is good, and the guys are grandfathered in, and you're going to see snubs. Terrible. Devin Booker not making – or making the All-Star game over De'Aaron Fox is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Anyways, uh, we can move on. Congrats to Jalen Brown for making the team. The NFL season is wrapping up. And there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. Now, the app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston. And make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Let's jump on over to the email. See what y'all have to say. Uh, what y'all been cooking up since the last time we recorded. Uh, I hope and... there's really angry emails. <laughs> before that, however, before we get I'll to the anger, the let's give away some in-pop needle popcorn. Four entries today. Willow Nature's Chosen, D-Trade, and Thomas Myers. Let's see who is going to be winning some popcorn. $10 gift card. I remind you again, comment what's popping if you like to yeah, We have to win yourself a $10 gift card. It will be Willow today. 401. 401. Rhode Island. <laughs> Maybe Smart. that's where they're from. Uh, send us an email at hbtcpod at gmail.com. We'll get you hooked up with a $10 gift card to in- gift card, excuse me, to Impopnito. Again, hbtcpod at gmail.com. We appreciate y'all uh, for entering. And Willow, hit us up. Anyways, let's jump on over to the email. <clears throat> let's go. To RJ, what's popping? An all-star fix scout would love. Morning, guys. Here's a lightweight idea. How to fix the all-star game selection. First off, the fans can cast their vote for whoever they want uh, to stuff the ballot box with uh, with fine. After the starters have been chosen, we get to the Scalabrini seal of approval. Pull a list of the top 100 players in minutes played for the season. And top 100 players, sorry. And this is the selection of players the coaches and media can select for the all-star reserves. In case any team isn't represented, add in their top minutes played guy to the list. This gives you a pretty good assortment of very talents to pick from. A smattering of this year's bench candidates would include Kobe White of the Bulls, Anthony Edwards of the T-Wolves, Paolo, Spencer Dinwiddie, Aaron Gordon, Tyus Jones, along with some nice rookie representation. Wemby, Chet, Jaime Hawkins, Bilal Koulibaly. Celtics extra players would be drawn from JB, Drew, and Derek White. Interestingly, two of the all-star starters would not be included in the bench uh, pull list as they don't make the minutes cut. You can probably figure out who they are. Who is it? Embiid and... Embiid. <clears throat> Who's the uh, other one? West. LeBron? No. LeBron's played in a good amount. Might, no, LeBron and AD have been healthy. Is it Durant? Durant might have missed time. Probably KD. Yeah, probably Or KD. Luka? <clears throat> no, I think Luka's been playing. Maybe Luka. I don't know. We don't I have don't to know. get We can't guess who they are. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Are we missing somebody in the East? Tatum, Giannis, Halliburton. Stam- Halliburton, yeah. <clears throat> That's got to be it. Uh, also, minutes top 100 will make some interesting chatter as folks look at how different players chart out in various categories. Celtics fans definitely want D. White on the squad, but maybe Kobe White is paid case as a bench guy too. Just a thought, be well. And the two All-Stars are short in minutes and beaten Halliburton. Yeah, we got there eventually. Uh, be well, RJ. We appreciate you. I was talking about Kobe White on Talking Seas as an All-Star guy or not an actual all-star guy but as an as one of those guys people should be saying well he really had a shot this year which isn't saying much but just a testament to he's been really good that's all i'm saying but anyways next email people say that shit (laughs) just he's he really had a shot this year no he didn't he didn't he didn't have a shot i just wanted to shout him out for being good he's having a really good season and and 
if the Bulls were better, he would have a real chance at the All-Star team. Maybe. Um, <clears throat> what's popping? Lobster Lads, Boyle, Raptors, 905. Hey, guys, nothing too serious here. Just six and a half minutes of the Celtics destroying Raptors, 905. By a margin of 146.95. Great footage of Walsh, Davison, Peterson, uh, and other lobstermen showing off the NBA-ready skills. Here's the box score. Something to think about as we near the trade deadline. We're not going to watch it just because last time we watched something copywritten, we got struck and i had to re-edit the video when we watched the premier league highlights it got blocked completely not monetization block like the video could not be posted so i had to re-edit the whole thing oh my um, God. which was very annoying for like a, three minutes i just had to put a giant screen over it but That's we terrible. can uh we can check out the box score this uh, here we go big big league team take note this is how you stomp a team <laughs> 136.95 uh walsh had 17 10 and 4 peterson had 13 6 and 11 assists uh and then jd davis and 22 and 10 assists as well um <clears throat> good jordan bowden had 17 points off the bench on five of six from three sam hauser who is this guy <clears throat> jordan bowden six five guard he's fine <laughs> i was hoping he'd be a tall guy but Fortunately not. And then the Raptors 905 got absolutely stomped. Um, <clears throat> Kira Lewis. Yeah. I forgot he was there now. Um, Javon Freeman Liberty. Uh, I have a quiz for you. Do you recognize this name? Kevin O'Banner? No. I recognize I, some other names, but not him. I only know Kevin O'Banner because he was on... Do you remember Oral Roberts when they went on a run in the tournament yes. a few years ago? This is the guy. He was on this team? Yeah. Or Roberts. That's the only reason I know Kevin O'Banner. It's cool to see him in the league now. He he transferred to Texas Tech, <clears throat> excuse me, after the year. Um, but shout out Kevin O'Banner. He's a bucket. Uh, anyways, back to the email. Got sidetracked. What's popping? January finds. Afternoon, guys. Writing this a few minutes before the Celtics host the worst team, LA team tonight. Yikes. I checked spot track out of curiosity for flopping finds assessed in January. RJ Barrett, Kyle Anderson, and LaMelo Ball were rung up for extracurricular activities. The same number of people were docked for criticizing refs in the month. I'm sure there's a takeaway, but I don't know what it is. Be well, RJ. The NBA uh, decided the flopping stuff doesn't work. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. And it, guys have been vociferously crying about the refs so it's not surprising <laughs> like the ref crying is at an all-time high this is true it really is it really is all right um, universal crying like all the way up yeah that's what's happening anyways uh philip two emails in a row pace okay let me clear my throat before we read this all right we got an essay from philip hart happy birthday hi fellas it's a great year and a subscriber to your pod many thanks i enjoyed having what day was this Two days. We haven't had any email past the Lakers game. Everyone is too mad. He, he didn't know. This is like a great, great day to be a Celtics fan. <laughs> Moments before Enjoy. disaster. I enjoyed having your thoughts on pace. Last time I sent an email, can I trouble you both to do it again? Faster pace equals good. At least you can see the league as a whole thinking of this in recent years. I'm trying to get on board with this mentality, but I continue to see numbers that fly in the face of this, like my last pace analysis that showed me play. Uh, we play slower in wins versus losses. Today, I wanted to look at how our starters versus our bench players arrive in their pace scores. In particular, I wanted to highlight that fast offense is not the only way to have fast pace. You can also achieve fast pace through a defensive, through defense that speeds up or turns the, um, over the opposing team. Remember, pace is just a score of the number of possessions per 48 minutes. It's not a score of how quick we operate on offense. As a whole, our team is 18th in pace and number one in net rating by a long shot. However, when you look at the starters versus bench players, you see different pictures of pace, offense, and defense fit together. Uh, starters, pace is 28, bench is 16. Offensive rating, starters, number two, bench 12. Defensive rating, starters, 25, bench 7th. 
uh, net rating starters, one bench one. Both the starters and the bench have the number one rating in their category, but you can see they do it in two different ways. Uh, I think it's no coincidence that our starters have uh, both a poor defensive rating and a slow pace. Many other players have suggest people have suggested our starters play offense too slowly, but it seems to me that their defense is simply not creating additional possessions, which keeps the pace stat down. This is supported by the fact that we are 29 in forced turnovers. It might also be that offensively, the starters are taking more time to hunting mismatches, but given their number two offensive rating, I do not think it makes sense to tell the starters to speed up offensively. They're doing a great job as they play now. I would rather they emphasize, um, I would rather emphasize that they create more turnovers. Our bench players, on the other hand, have a better defensive rating and a worse offensive rating, but somehow a faster pace. This also supports the idea that defense has an important relationship or pace where good defense leads to more possessions, i.e. faster pace. Unlike the starters, though, who have the number two offensive rating, the bench offensive rating is very mid. In this case, there seems to be a reason to encourage the bench to speed up. Uh, in sum, as we discuss pace in the NBA, we should not focus solely on pace, but rather include consideration for how defense fits into the equation as well. As always, your thoughts are appreciated. And then the follow-up email, just so I can get it all off the chest. One additional stat, Celtics have the 14th fastest time per possession because both our starters and bench have a slower ranked pace. This suggests our defense is holding back our pace, especially with the starters. Okay, got through it all. Um, I think pace is an overrated stat. <laughs> I think defense is uh, very important. There. I agree. I, I think pace is... Like you said, it's so associated with transition, run, get the ball, go, go, go. I, I think pace in the sense that you're describing it is most possessions possible. And that is exactly what Joe Missoula wants. He wants the Celtics to get the ball and, and shoot the ball as much as they can while also having an effective offense. Um, and I think they've done a good job. I mean, this is a tough time to be talking about it because they sucked Ants Lakers. But outside of that one game, they have done a very good job of doing it this season. I think defensively... Um, <clears throat> To be honest, I think they're trying so many things defensively that their defense gets scrambled at times, and so it's not as good as it could be when they're all locked in. But you've seen them lock in four stretches where they completely shut down other teams. It's just a matter of doing that on a consistent basis. Um, and like you said, the turnovers thing, like do that a little more than pace will be better, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think another part of that that we've seen in recent weeks is just because they get a block doesn't mean they get the possession because offensive rebounds are a thing. So. I, I think pace as a whole are, is overrated. I think you should play to the strengths of your team. And I think the Celtics are very good at hunting mismatches. Uh, and while turnovers would help the pace, I think, I don't know if there's a stat for it. I would hazard a guess the Celtics are towards the top of the league in 24 second violations for us this year. They are very good at locking in for long stretches, regardless of if they turn the other team over. But I don't know. I, I'm not a big pace equals wins guys. Cause you see teams that, have crazy pace like the Pacers and they're like a fine team, but they're nowhere close to a title contender. So I think it's more about personnel than pace. Well, yeah, I think pace is a lot to do with like, do we need to outrun the other team to actually score? And if the answer is yes, you might be bad. So any team that relies on pace does have that like half court weakness. I am pro getting out and run, make no mistake. I think it rules. It's fun to watch and it keeps defenses on their toes. But at the same time, if you're always out in transition, as dumb as it may sound, you're not making the opposing team buckle down and actually have to stop you. They're just either getting scored on in like three seconds or they're getting lucky and you're missing whatever shot you get in transition and they didn't have to do any work to prevent that. So you're not going to tire them out as much and that may lead to you playing worse defense because they have more energy for the offensive end. I think there's a lot that goes into this, but 
the number one takeaway is play defense. Just just mm-hmm. do that. You know why? Because you can always control that. And for what it's worth, um, top pace teams, Wizards, Pacers, Bucks, Hawks, Spurs, Lakers, Pistons, Thunder, Ma- Mavericks. That's what? Three playoff teams in their lowest pace teams. Bulls, Nuggets, Heat, Knicks, Timberwolves, Clippers, Suns, Nets, Cavs, Timberwolves, Magic. So a lot more great teams in the low pace category than the high pace so i don't know I, i'm just i think pace is an overrated stat i think you need to look at effectiveness in each possession regardless of pace um, yeah and, and then the pace to will take come. it back to thursday like the celtics lost that game because they didn't play defense mm-hmm. i mean their offense was putrid but they got beat because they weren't getting back there were three possessions in a row where the Lakers just got out, sprinted, and got free baskets after the Celtics were putting the pressure on. That's where you can win a game. And then they turned the ball over and let the Pacers have a million. Easy yeah, I mean, like there was a zillion things wrong in that game. But where they were still in the game, despite being the absolute worst, they just took it to another level by being like, you know what? We're just not going to get back. Free layups for all. <clears throat> it's bad. Very bad. Anyways. Um. All right, let's move on over to the NBA section. Let's see what's cooking over there. Let's check the standings, see who's going up, see who's going down. Um. Obviously, Celtics lost their last game. They are now seven and three in their last ten, which feels bad. Uh, bad. But <clears throat> Bucks are six and four, so at least they're helping the Celtics out. They've lost two in a row. Doc Rivers era not off to a great start. Off to uh, a terrible Knicks, start. Yeah, Knicks are surging. Have, have they won what? yet? Um. I don't know. You're asking because they, they were 0 2. Did they win and then lose another two in a row? <clears throat> they lost to Denver, lost to Portland. Oh, they just haven't played a lot. They must be playing today. They are playing today, yes. Yeah. Um, so Knicks have won nine in a row. They're surging up the standings. Still five games behind the Celtics. So for anyone feeling super, super bad about that Lakers loss, if you want to take a grand picture scheme of things, they are built themselves a nice cushion. So they need to get their head out of their ass and, and keep it that way. But <clears throat> Knicks have won nine in a row. Cavs have won four in a row. Sixers won their last one, but they're six and four in the last 10. Pacers four and six in the last 10 with three losses in a row. Not great. They brought Halliburton off the bench last night. I don't know if you saw that. What? Why? For the minutes well, restriction? Yeah, they wanted to save his minutes for the fourth quarter. They're handling it so stupid. Very weird. Um, Either just play them or don't. I know they have the new games played thing, but like, I don't know. Just be serious. 22 minute restriction is what he's on right now to save the hammy. Um, and at first they were playing him a lot in the first half, and then not playing him in the fourth. And then and they wanted to save him that. for the fourth. Yeah. And then they wanted to save him for the fourth and then <clears throat> it collapsed. So there's that Pacers. Like I said, lost three heat and magic have both won two in a row, but heat are three and seven in the last 10 magic are five and five. Neither very good. Hawks are sneaky six and four in their last 10. They have found themselves back in the playing picture, uh, leapfrogging or staying ahead, I should say, of the Nets and the Raptors, who are both kind of shit right now. Pistons, Wizards back to their losing ways, as are the Hornets, uh, who have lost six in a row and are still very bad. Pistons, handshake, heat, three and seven. Although I will say, I saw a stat on Twitter today that the Pistons offense has actually been like good in the last five or so games. Um, and it's been largely because of Gallo and Muscala. Like their spacing is actually really helping the Pistons. <laughs> um, yeah, they have the 13th best offense in the last five games, which sounds like nothing, but like Pistons are terrible. So that's really good. Well, I remember um, when they came to town to play the Celtics, like one of the big things that we noticed was they were dead last in three point shooting. Like they just terrible. didn't make threes. So, so bringing those guys can absolutely open things up. Like Kate played really well when they were on that big time losing streak. Mm-hmm. He had a massive game against Brooklyn. He had like 45 points. And then he played well against the Celtics too. 
he was carrying them. If he had anybody that could make a jump shot, they would be okay. In his two games in Detroit, Gallus put up 20 and 11. Um, and so shooting well from three, he had four or four in his, <clears throat> excuse me, in his first game. Uh, Muscala also playing some minutes for them. Uh, interesting to see what happens when you put some spacing around them. Uh, out West. Watch out. Thunder won two in a row, tied with the Timberwolves atop the West. Uh, Thunder are seven and three. Timberwolves are six and four. Clippers still surging, eight and two, won two in a row. Nuggets also there, won one in a row. Thunder, Timberwolves, Clippers, Nuggets have separated themselves from the rest of the West. Kings five and five in their last ten, but they just won the game. Suns just lost, but they're still seven and three. Uh, and then the rest of the West is incredibly mid. Lakers just won a game, obviously. Unfortunately, uh, they're six and four, which is good for them. Which you can say what you want. Jazz have now lost three in a row. Grizzlies have lost four in a row. Uh, and the Spurs at the bottom have lost three in a row. But I will say the Spurs have been very competitive lately. So uh, it's a little bit of a turnaround, but they're still not winning many games because they're bad. Uh, but this is how you kind of expected the Spurs to play at the start of the season. Competitive in some, winning one every four games or so. Uh, but they were so bad at the start of the year that they are fully last uh, <laughs> in the West. Um, but yeah. Any thoughts on the West, or are we good to, to cook? Um, well, <laughs> Warriors one, still though, like, Lakers are playing the Knicks today, so they could, you know, either break that win streak or, you know, drop back to 500 or below. What would you be more happy with? I was thinking about that today. I really don't know. Hmm. Interesting. I, I can't – I have to reference the hater power rankings, and the Lakers will forever be at the top. Even right now? Yeah, top. Okay. Lakers always at the top. Fuck the Lakers. Fuck LeBron. So Fuck if the Lakers need, so if the Lakers needed to win for the Celtics to get home court advantage at the last game of the season, no, the Celtics are always first. Like Celtics. So if the Lakers win, benefits the Celtics. Yes, you root for the Lakers. So if it benefits, it benefits the Celtics tonight because it pushes the Knicks back, but not enough for it to overwhelm the Lakers. The Knicks are five games back. Be serious. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Next piece of NBA news. Joel Embiid, out for a long time. Unsure of the timing, but Shams tweeting uh, about his injury. 76er star Joel Embiid, the reigning MVP, was diagnosed with a displaced flap of the meniscus in his knee and is considering surgery. Two sources briefed uh, on his prognosis told The Athletic. A displaced flap is considered to be a type of tear of the meniscus, according to orthopedic knee specialists. Embiid, his doctors, and the Sixers are continuing to discuss whether the best course of action is to rest and rehab the injury or to undergo a procedure that would require him to miss extended time. Now, additional information on this. This is from Brian Sutterer, uh, who is a sports medicine doctor who you know, talks about the NBA and injuries and stuff. He said, this is a terrible way to describe the injury to the public and doesn't help clarify anything. A displaced flap is a tear, not an injury. The meniscus is torn. One. It, Two. Wait, hold on. Didn't hmm. Sham say it was a version of a meniscus tear? He said two sources of this place is going to be a type, considered to be a type of tear. Yeah, yeah, sure. So he did say it. Uh, two, if you tell a sports doctor someone has a, quote, di- displaced flap, those words are often used to describe something that needs surgery. Mm. Three, if rest rehab is still an option, then they aren't really communicating this in a good way. So it sounds like the Sixers, if the Sixers are real about, oh, rest rehab is an option, it's probably not as bad as the injury they described. So it's it just, it's weird in that sense, I believe. Um, but I looked, uh, and if this is the injury and it decides for the surgery, it's probably going to be like 
two to six months. I saw three to five. I saw two to uh, or three to six. I saw two to five. So unsure, but months, not weeks, which is bad for the Sixers, obviously. Um, and this probably takes the MVP discussion out of the question, which is great for my Shea Gilders Alexander future. But that is good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good. Good for you. How much did you bet to win what? I think it's ten to win seventy. So okay, not bad. Cooking a little seventy dollars you didn't have before. Exactly, and beat out though. Basically, is what we're we're rocking with here. I mean that sucks. Philly, Philly was playing really well, especially mm-hmm. to start the season. Maxi has been great, and to lose Embiid has to kill that fan base because they probably felt like they had a real shot this year. I thought they were better than they were last year at the very least, and yeah. I was like, oh man, like kind of hope they lose before they play the Celtics. But if Embiid's out, I don't really know how much it matters or mm-hmm. where they're even going to end up in the playoff standings. Sucks for him, man. He could just not ha- not stay healthy can't no it's brutal <laughs> you do feel bad um and i like him sucks i like him b2 he's good uh it is good for the celtics for all stars though because they'll probably get an extra one uh, potentially yeah. uh yeah. jalen brown also probably gonna start the all-star game because of this. not after thursday's um, not 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 on my watch <laughs> but uh yeah they're gonna be without him for a while um and yeah we'll see what happens from there speaking of season ending injuries zach levine out for the season injured uh, his foot in a game against the sure, Raptors, I believe, it's, or it's not foot. Bad. I forget what it is, but team announced that Zach Levine is set to undergo surgery on his right foot. That will be out. So he'll be out six, four to six months. He is set to have surgery next week. Um, yeah, he said, you want to trade me to Detroit? I'm not playing. Sorry, brothers. Um, weird. I love this. weird time. Weird. This everything. Greatest. Levine season that- is over. I didn't even trade. think until I sent you the tweet about the they found a trade partner that he doesn't like thing. Yeah, I was just like, damn, like nobody wants to trade for him and he's not going to play for Chicago. So he said, I'll just get surgery. Imagine that. Like, you're just like, yeah, all right, whatever. I'll have surgery. Don't really need it, but uh, why not? It. So now you like can't do anything for four to six months. That sucks. I, I hate does. that. Yeah, that is why I don't believe it's completely true because even before the, you know, piston stuff rumors, there were rumblings that like he'll probably just stay with the Bulls because the market's not there for him. Yeah, so it, like he could he could have just came back and played. So that's why I don't think it, this is totally like don't trade me like I'm hurt. I, I, do, I do think he is injured. Uh, I know you do because you're a piece of I shit. I just don't think he but, wants to go to Chicago either. Like I, I don't think I don't think they want him. He doesn't want to be there. So he's just like, fine, I'll just fucking tear my foot apart. I don't know. Maybe he, but. he's just at home, like hitting his foot with a hammer. He's like, <laughs> they won't let him fake it. Yeah, it does suck regardless. The, I, there were stuff I, I read from it that they said, like, there's still pain there. Like, there's still like weird stuff going on. Like, it's not fully like he should be better by now, but it's not. Something's not right. So it sounds like they kind of knew that something was off. But <clears throat> anyways, yeah, Levine out for the season. You're not going to see him on a court again this year. Him and Lonzo handshake not playing for the Bulls. I have to feel really bad for all the really like big Zach Levine fans that bought tickets to see him play in their home city. Like, you know, like two people on the planet are devastated. Sucks for them. But speaking of trade rumors, there was a trade uh, that we talked about briefly in pregame. Steven Adams. Speaking of injured guys. <laughs> this is true. Steven Adams traded for Victor Oladipo in three seconds. Adam joins the Rockets. Oladipo joins the Grizzlies, but neither is going to be on a court this season. Both are injured out for the season. Well, Oladipo technically not, but he's out for the season. Um, he was on the Steven court. Adams. Garden. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, Steven Adams is going to be in Houston. They brought him in to back up Alper and Shengun next year. Victor Oladipo was effectively just matching salary in the deal, but 
Uh, I like to trade for both teams. The Grizzlies clear up some cap space to do some work later in next. And I really like Steven Adams for Houston. Like they're trying to be good and he's a good player. Like that'll be, that'll be fun next season. So I agree for them. And Houston was trying to kind of get like a don't fuck with us guy. And it was really yeah. be Draymond over the summer and it didn't happen. So <laughs> now they've got Steven Adams, who is a great enforcer for a young team. And he's also been like a pretty good leader from what I understand. Like you hear all these stories about him in Memphis and like, he was like, Ja, quit fucking around. And that worked really well. And, uh, you know, he's been somebody that those younger players have been able to look up to. And Houston has a group of young players. Jalen Green, Shangoon, uh, Jabari Smith, Cam Whitmore, Thompson. They've got a really good, like, like group of young guys that they could build around. And if they have somebody to kind of keep them in check, they could end up being a problem in the West. Like, Ime's there to keep them in check. Now you have a player to do it, too. Pretty good for the Rockets. I will say it is funny that they went from targeting Draymond Green, who's been suspended a million times uh, in terms of an enforcer to perhaps the nicest enforcer there ever has been in the NBA. He's like, an Adams, enforcer. I, no, I'm not disagreeing with you. He's dispute. just yeah. like the kindest enforcer ever. Like he'll, he'll catch players as they're falling out of the air. He'll, he'll stop fights with a blank face. He'll just be there like, Oh no, come on, man. Don't, don't, don't do that. Like let's hang out. Like let's have a good time here. Let's not do anything. But motherfucker is huge. <laughs> he, he might be the strongest guy in the league. Where did Steven Adams go to college, Sam? Uh, Pitt. Yes, sir. Pitt. Shut up, Pitt. Um, Fuck Pitt. Next thing. I bet on them in the football season. They would always lose. Well, yeah, because they're ass. <laughs> Why would you yeah, bet but, like, on you Pitt? Don't, you don't bet like them to win. You bet them to cover. They're bad. And, and the, the Very- spreads were not uh, <laughs> favoring the other team. Exactly. That's why you don't bet on them. Uh, Orlando Magic. Next thing. Looking at point guards, this report Orlando um, Magic <laughs> comes from Matt Moore of the Action Network. Chris Paul and Kyle Lowry are the latest options the Magic have quote kicked around. Honestly, really like both of those for the Orlando Magic. Both those options would be cool. I know Lowry, the whole thing is like, oh, he's come, he sucks now, he's awful. He's, he's not watched. what he once was. He was fine. He's fine this year. He's averaging eight, three and a half, and four on 43, 38 splits. Like he'd be a fine backup point guard, a fine, even if they wanted to roll him as a starter from time to time. And at the very least, a good veteran presence for that Magic team. And Chris Paul, should he get traded and bought out, would be fine. And even if they wanted to trade for a couple of years of Chris Paul and that salary, they could do it. So I, I don't hate it. Uh, either of those Chris options. Chris Paul is the real prize there because he can still play a little bit. And I think he would be a decent guy to put with the younger team. Like you saw the OKC year where it was like him, Shea, Lou Dort, and they almost went to the second round of the playoffs. Like they're not bad. He's not, he's mm-hmm. not a bad leader. He's like kind of a rat, but still like, <laughs> he would probably be good for the magic team. Like don't like guys coming mm-hmm. to the East, but from a neutral perspective, and I kind of like the magic, even though they've given the Celtics a hard time, it'd be fun. Like that's cool, man. Bring him in. Mm-hmm. He would be, you great could do, him. you could do Gary Harris, John Isaac in a couple seconds for Chris Paul. Isn't John Isaac playing again? He's he is. Okay. Yeah. He's playing like he's good fine. Defense. He's, he's one of the better defenders in the league, but in terms of a need for that team, like Chris Paul is so much more of a glaring need. So it would be kind of worth it for them to, to make the trade. It's well, put it this way. I had some options. The Warriors either. No, I had some options to, for in the trade finder. I just did. And the other one was Markel Fultz. And I feel like they'd rather keep him around the John Isaac. I'll put it that way. <laughs> but excuse but me. I feel like Fultz is like really not a need if you're going to go get Chris Paul. Cause you have Anthony black. Well, that's also true actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can buy that. So then let me see if that you have Suggs to, to help fill out the backcourt in the starting line and Cole Anthony and Cole Anthony. Yeah, they have a zillion right. cards. They got some guys. So, yeah, if you do Harris, Markel Fultz, 
uh, and Chumo Kiki, throw him in their net salary. Um, actually, see, it gets tough there, though, because the Warriors are so restricted cap-wise. No, you could do Fultz and Gary Harrison work. Anyways, <laughs> we're getting into the weeds. That doesn't actually matter. <clears throat> Next NBA thing, uh, the Nets. I put this on here because I think this is the most insane shit I've ever read. I haven't read um, it, so I'm going to react. These are reports. They're not confirmed, but if they are true, then the Nets are a terribly run organization. Hmm. Brian Lewis of the New York Post. Uh, a source told the Post that the Nets rejected an offer of two first-round picks for Dorian Finney-Smith, reportedly coveted by not just the Lakers, but also the Mavs, Bucks, Thunder, Suns, and Kings. O'Neal could only fetch a first-round pick and has also been linked to the Mavs, Nuggets, Pacers, Bucks, Timberwolves, Suns, and Kings. Second one, from Matt Moore of the Action Network. Two league sources said the Nets have claimed multiple offers of five first-round picks for Mikel Bridges, but I'm pretty skeptical on that front. One, it might be five firsts uh, with swaps or heavily protected picks. And if the author mm. offer was really five firsts, why share that and then continue to say that they are not interested in trading Mikel Bridges? If they could have traded Mikael Bridges, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Royce O'Neal for the equivalent of eight first-round picks and they didn't, morons. Terrible, horrendous, unacceptable to run your organization. And I know you're going to say Mikel Bridges is a damn good player. Like you shouldn't trade him five first round picks. Even if there was two swaps in there or something, he's 26. He's not some 21 year old star. You can build around in the future. They are not good. They're a bad basketball team. And as much as free agents could come to Brooklyn, you're telling me they're going to put a title team around Mikael Bridges in the next five years with the Celtics, Bucks, Heat and Knicks and all these teams in the East. Fuck no. Five first-round picks, you decline that from a Bridges. The owner should fire the GM. That's terrible. The weird part about this, and I agree with you, like I don't think the Nets have a path to I also success. don't think it's true. No shot they got a five first-round okay. after. Anyways, sorry. I don't think they have a path to success like right in front of them right now. They also don't have their own draft pick. So I feel like there's like a sense of pride where they just don't want to give Phoenix or whatever, Houston, uh, like the – the, the satisfaction of beating them and, and getting that free guy from the draft just because it'd they be made Houston. a trade years ago. Yeah. yeah like there's definitely like a level of spite to that where they're like, no, we want to compete. We want to make that like pick not valuable. We want to have won the trade, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, there is no path. You might as well just suck and see what you can get back. That way you can recover, <laughs> yeah. even though they have, because they got picks for Durant, they got picks for Kyrie and, They've got an okay amount of assets, but if you did that, you could get a lot and you could use them to bring in players that you actually want or you think you know, can help you win. You know what this is like? I've been playing some FIFA manager career. I don't know if you've played that at all. Oh, I played this that is like, when I was younger, Yeah, which is a weird. When thing. you're like in, in League 2, right? You take an, a League 2 Prem team and you try to build it to the top, right? You try which to go fun. up, up, up. You find a free agent that's like a 78 overall. You're like, oh, this guy's sick. He's, he's 25. He's going to be good. You're never going to be in the Premier League with that guy. He's never going to be on your team in the Prem. You sell him for $10 million and you can get a bunch of other good guys to help you be better. That's what the Nets need to do. They're in League One right now. They're not in the Premier League, right? If you have a, a star, all-star caliber guy and you can sell him for something that would help you build the franchise sooner, you do it. And I know it sucks. And I, I know you don't want to sell low on Mikael Bridges. But if there is even a whiff of five first-round picks for him, you have to. Five? Are you kidding? Are you Five? Yeah, it's and, just and, not doing and, anything for you to keep him around. Exactly. To what are you it, getting out of that? You're not in the playoffs as it is. Exactly. To make it clear, 
it's weird. It's a weird dichotomy because I do think it would be worth it for some teams to give up for five first round picks for Mikel Bridges because they could be in a position to compete. Like you look at the Knicks, if the Knicks had matching salary and five first round picks for Mikel Bridges, they'd be nasty. They'd be a title mm-hmm. contender with Mikel Bridges on the team, right? You look at, you know, the, the Pelicans who the report in here, five first round picks, which uh, I think they do have. They'd be nasty. He'd be Sound a perfect pick. You give up five first round yeah. picks, right? Like, I think it'd be worth it for some teams to give up those picks, but I also think it'd be worth it for the Nets to take those picks and rock and then go from there because you don't have to even completely bottom out. You get the picks and a couple okay players, just like a little bit younger, like 23, 24, and the picks. Five? five? Are you kidding? And also, if they got an offer for two firsts, two unprotected firsts for Dwayne Finney-Smith, fuck off. Take two? Really? Take the trade. He's not doing anything for you. He's a fine player. He is a role player at best. Two first round picks. Take it. Yes. Give me the two first round picks. I would just not want to be in charge of the Nets. Yeah. Ever. Very weird spot. And obviously it's it's weird because it depends on if the two first round picks are protected. Is it a 30th overall pick, et cetera? But like two firsts for Jordan Finney Smith is a good deal. Anyways, last thing. Speaking of two firsts, Alex Caruso is probably going to be one of the hottest names on the trade rumor, even though the Bulls don't want to trade him. Bulls have rendered him effectively untouchable in trades. They said we want to keep him when he compete for the play-in. Also brain dead, uh, although he will be an expiring next year, although he's probably most valuable ever right now. Uh, from Zach Lowe of ESPN, quote, it wouldn't shock me if the Bulls ended up with two protected first-round picks if they ginned up a trade war for Caruso. Uh, I just keep hearing from teams all over the league, quote, everyone wants Caruso. So many teams want to engage the Bulls on Caruso. They keep telling me that the Bulls aren't trading Caruso. They want to stay in the playing race. They want to stay where they are. They're telling us that they don't want to trade Caruso. Quote, they want to stay where they are. Every fan in Chicago should be in the streets rioting. Are you fucking kidding me? You want to stay where you are? You guys suck. That's a terrible mindset to want to be in the playing race. And I understand it's good for some franchises. You're the fucking Chicago Bulls. Be better. Well, the best part of this is coming to the season. We were talking about like, what team would you not want to be a fan of? And Bulls. the consensus answer was the Bulls. Bulls. The Bulls are like, we want to be right where we're at. Horrible. If you, you, have, can get- you have a shitty group of star players. It's so bad that you literally can't trade Levine. Like nobody wants him. So he's going to get foot surgery. DeRozan will probably get traded if they really want to get rid of him, which it doesn't sound like they do. So uh, stupid. And then they're going to keep Caruso, who is going to be far more valuable to them in the same sense that bridges will be more valuable to the nets if they get rid of them because they're not doing anything with them on the team. Like, yes, I think Caruso is a winning player. And I think if you had all your guys healthy in Chicago, you could be competitive, but Lonzo's not playing. Levine. Uh, there's playing. Levine. Yeah. Trade Caruso, free him and get hell first round picks. Trade Vucevic. Yes. Trade DeRozan. trade anybody useful. Trade Build everything. around Kobe white. <clears throat> so stupid, man. All right. You know who would be great for Vucevic is OKC, but they, I don't know if they have the money to take him back. Davis Bertans. Yes, they do. Mm, they do. Yes, they do. OKC can do whatever the hell they want. Um, Vucevic, I also like the Orlando. I, unironically, yes. I think that'd be very good. I also think he would be good in Golden State. Give him some size. Give him some scoring. Uh, <clears throat> it would be pretty cool there. Yeah. Let's jump on over to the rat list here. Would you like to kick us off or do you want me to start? Uh, I'll kick us off. Why not? Right. Um, Rat list is traffic. LA has really bad traffic. I know everybody talks about Worse it. Worse than New England? Yeah. Despite the Washington wow. Bridge being a complete shit show, which is my <laughs> favorite thing of all time. Yeah. It's so bad. Like, 
imagine living here and everything is pretty close, but it still takes you an hour to get wherever you're trying to go. And their metro system isn't very good. Like you can talk about New York and like, oh, it's terrible to drive through the tunnel and you can't drive in the streets and everything. New York has a great subway system. They also have like all of their streets are one ways. So it's kind of like at least streamlined to where everybody's kind of doing the same thing. And there's not as much stopping and confusion. This person has to turn across and all of this. Like it's pretty, pretty streamlined. Like they did a good job building their city. LA is a fine city. And when you look out my window, you can see like all of it. The funny thing about LA is it's definitely similar to New York in the sense there's so many different areas, but like they just have suburbs in the middle of their city where you can like kind of go and it's like, oh wow, like I'm downtown somewhere else. It's like a bunch of mini cities in one, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I'm downtown, I know what but you mean. They, it is so dead. Like I did not actually like the Emmys are here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And they're at Staples or Crypto. And I'm oh, like so right, right across? across the street. Yeah. <laughs> that is sick. So th- just to be all celebrities near me tomorrow. That is so very I just cool. like go and be like, hey, what do you think of the Celtics? <laughs> yeah, go and ask and get a video for you. How about them seeds? <laughs> um, wait, no, the Emmys are oh, the also. Wait, what is the, what is tomorrow? What's Something's on? tomorrow because they Please have all the streets closed off. What did I, I said? The Grammys. The Grammys. The Grammys. The Grammys. It is the Grammys. Dude, I'm an yeah. idiot. Go say hi to Noah Khan for me. I love him. Please. Yeah, you just I just get notifications. <laughs> it's like Jack Simone retweeted Noah Khan. The people that follow I love you are like, them. why the fuck do I care about this? I, like I love him. I love him. They get all the Noah Khan news. They'll have uh, to deal with it. I also saw Richard Jefferson, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. The airport. And he had a set a hat and sunglasses on, so I wasn't gonna like guess wrong that it was Richard Jefferson. Yeah. But it was definitely Richard Jefferson. <clears throat> you should have got him on the pod. <laughs> Be like, what do you think of the Celtics? He'd be like, Well, I think they're gonna beat the Lakers today. And I'd be like, Me too. And yes. then we both would have been wrong. If he if you knew he was definitely Richard Jefferson, was there any chance you would have like got up to him and hey, come on the podcast? I would have like nodded at him. <laughs> yeah. I always think about that. Like, if I'm gonna run into a celebrity, how would I handle it? And I'd probably mm-hmm. thank them for whatever I like that they do, and that's it. Because I wouldn't want yeah. to be like a picture guy, I'd be like, Hey, thanks for like, exactly laugh or whatever. But, like, the only Richard celebrity Jefferson, like, never played on my team, so I'd mm-hmm. just be like, Hey, like I like you on the Reddit pod when you go on. The only person I'd ask for a, a photo is Noah Khan. It's it. Ah, dude, I I'd probably, so I wouldn't ask Donald Glover for a picture because I think he would say no. But oh, that's I would like a picture though. of Donald Glover. I love him. Have you seen the ads for his new TV show? Uh, yeah, they're Smith's? literally everywhere. Like I'm, I across the street, I can go and look at Donald Glover. Just look at. I him. don't. I don't often like get excited and want to watch shows. I want to watch that show. It looks it looks really good. I'm very excited. And I like, I just like Donald Glover. I just don't um, have show time at this time of year. Yes. <laughs> get it? <laughs> isn't it? Isn't... No, it's on Prime. Oh, fuck. That would have been sick, though. Uh, you know Rat- rules is... it, go ahead. Yeah, I can talk more about like the trip, whatever. <laughs> uh, Ratless the 99. Uh, so I went there today with my <laughs> with my family. <laughs> we got food. And um, I got uh short ribs which are very good my mom got haddock mm. and i wanted to try the fish and i was like okay and she cut me off a piece gave it to me and there was a bone in my piece oh, and no. it ruined my appetite for the rest of the dinner i could like i was struggling i was like ah, this is gross i want to throw up this is terrible and it just fucking absolutely ruined uh the rest like of deep my bones <laughs> what is wrong sometimes with like a nice bone in your mouth is okay you're <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> yeah Okay, buddy. Uh, also, I'm going to remove the rat for this. I got to do it to him. 
this is just all time. My siblings oh, matching like matching by accident is fucking phenomenal. Just the I had to roast the exact them. same color yeah. is hilarious. Well, she is going to work, so these are her like scrubs because she's uh, working as a I nurse. See. Henry yeah. just decided to rock the red pants, so this was all time when I. I like the red pants. I have the mine. Red pants. I know you wore them to the garden the other day. I look sick. But I had to. I had to. I had to let him know. I had to to roast them on the internet. So. Speaking of roasting, I've been getting roasted by the fucking hills, dude. I've been running here, mm. and I love running when I'm on vacation or away because it's not really Vegas, hard. Right? Yeah, I did. I ran down the strip, and you can like look around. Like you don't really feel like you're out there like working out. You're just kind of looking around and like exploring. So it's not as vigorous and exhausting. I'll tell you a little something about fucking the hills. Exhausting. I believe it. I believe I, it. I was like. I went out yesterday for the first time, so I didn't really know what I was getting into. And I went up and I was like, my GPS told me to go this way. This is where I have to run. It was brutal. I made it all the way. I was going to go to Dodger Stadium. And then I got over to that area where Dodger Stadium is. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Why? Because the Mad Hills just, they, oh. it was, I couldn't even see like the top. I was like, no thanks. I'm too far into my run right now to do a hill. And then coming back down <laughs> isn't all that fun either. So the hills have been absolutely brutal. Uh, rat list my Chick-fil-A obsession. Uh, one, because I have to wake up tomorrow knowing I can't get Chick-fil-A. It's a catastrophe. Uh, and two, because I am Rat list should be religion then. <laughs> I am currently trying to stack up enough Chick-fil-A sauces to where you can see it in my camera. Uh, to where the camera can pick up the Chick-fil-A sauces. And I think I'm almost there. Uh, so if you're watching on YouTube, uh, I'm not almost there. However, I do have uh, a very large stack of Chick-fil-A sauces. <laughs> uh, we'll just let those rock over there. But <clears throat> real rat list uh, is me because I played ball the other day and I couldn't fucking make a shot. That's right. I was so media. mad. It was so bad. I Any played notable well. individuals there? Besides uh, Trevor Bobby? Haas, Trevor Haas was there. Oh. Kari Thompson, um, Trevor Haas, Steph Curry, bucket. He yeah. he is off the ball moving. He had a rough shooting day, but he drained shit from everywhere. Uh, Christian, who was on the PR team of the Celtics, he was there. Some other guys, uh, no one you would know. Jay King was going to go, but he couldn't make it. Mm. Um, but I played well. I got a bunch of blocks. I got some rebounds. I was making my floaters for the most part, so I was getting inside and doing all right. Just, couldn't make three i shot like one for ten on the day it was terrible it was awful um but i i played okay um i am so out of shape though i can't run for shit it's so bad need start to going more. for walks it'll i need help. to start playing it'll more. help you get endurance i swear to god i need to play more i believe it but <laughs> i i need to play ball more i can't go get a ball again tomorrow on sunday and we don't have it next week so because you get the disastrous game. yeah, yeah. You disastrous. Go game. yeah i'll be there tomorrow nice yeah i, I won't be on pregame Okay, that's fine. I'll be fine. And I'm, I'm gonna say I think you should go home before we record tomorrow. Well, it's late for you. I guess it'll be less late for you because you're there. Well, I'm, um, I'm not gonna be probably out until nine. So that's midnight so, my time. No, nine your time. Nine my time. Okay. So, I'm um, like so do you want me to? A lot of the we're game. just planning our our thing on the pod, which is fine. You guys get to listen to how we work. Um, do you want me to do pressers and leave right after pressers, or like work a little bit then then go home? You do what you want. Okay, so it doesn't matter just, to you. Actually, just go home and then you can work at home until I'm ready. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I just sometimes I sit with like Bobby and, and Corrales and them, but um, um, I will we'll we'll figure it out tomorrow. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, uh, that was my rattles. Would you like to go? Do you have anything else? 
Uh, yeah, rallies my legs. I get some <laughs> sunburn. Uh, no, not not sun sunburn. Like my uh, my muscles are too tired. I think. Oh, 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 oh. I thought you said sunburn. I oh, so like, rallies children. <laughs> children yeah. on the plane, not pleasant. Sure. Okay, that that's I a little bit more context. <laughs> it was, I I was at security, and there was this family, and they're in front of me. And I said, I would bet my life that they're on my flight. And you bet your ass they come strolling down the aisle. Yeah. Were they loud on the plane? Is that the problem? Kids were screaming. AirPods, pretty good, though. Respect. Buck That's why I like these. These headphones. I very... watched Dumb Money on the plane. I've been waiting to to watch it for quite Dumb a while. Dumb Money. It's about oh, is that the GameStop? GameStop. Yeah. Good move. Mm-hmm. What, you know um... the guys from Brockton? I meant to ask you about this. He's like from your area, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh shit! Is set in Brockton. That is very cool. I had no yeah. idea. Really? Yeah. Wow. Good movie. No, I had no idea. That is very sick. Oh my god. That is not that. Yeah, yeah. That's literally right near me. That is that is crazy. Holy shit! Very cool. Um, last thing. Unless do you have more? Nah, I got nothing. <clears throat> All right, last thing. This isn't really a rat list. Uh, it's just something interesting that I, I saw the other day, which I technically knew, but when presented this way, it's fucking insane. The Oklahoma City Thunder. <clears throat> this isn't really a rattless either. It's just a cool thing. The Oklahoma City Thunder turned Serge Ibaka into Shea Gilders Alexander and seven first round picks. They traded Serge to Toronto. Ready? Oh, no, no, they trade from Orlando. Take a look. Ready? This is the trade. Orlando gets Serge Ibaka. OKC gets Oladipo, Sabonis, and Ilyasova. They then flip Sabonis and Oladipo for Paul George straight up. And then they trade Paul George for that package with SGA uh, and everything else, Gallinari and and, and all those picks. And I'm going to go check now to see what those picks turned into. But the fact that they got all of that for Serge Ibaka, who, I mean, I'm not going to act like Serge Ibaka wasn't a great player. He's a fine player. Uh, and at the time, this was a fine trade. They but traded like, him at the right time. Yeah, that's much. insane. Well, he played well for the Raptors. <clears throat> that Those draft picks, Gallinari, Shea Gilders-Alexander, the picks, Trey Mann, Jalen Williams, the, like the good Jalen Williams was one of those Clippers picks. Um Jaime Jaquez was actually one of those Clippers picks, uh, even though they traded the pick um, in some weird deal with the Heat that I, I don't get. Uh, and then they have one, two, three, four, or a lot of picks past that. A lot of picks past that. Um, but that's nuts. Serge Ibaka turned into Shea and all of the, like, I just thought that was crazy when it was presented that way, and I thought it was very cool. So, um yeah, that's 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 all I got. <laughs> that's it. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. Make sure to subscribe to How About Them Celtics. Uh, we're cooking. I, I will say we had a none of y'all watched the Marcus Smart video, which fair enough. There wasn't much news going on. No However, we have been uh, <laughs> the the views and everything. The support has been very good lately. We appreciate it very much uh, for you guys hanging out, tuning in, emailing, all that good stuff. Make sure to comment what's popping on the video for a chance to win a $10 gift card to Impopnito. Uh, leave us five stars on Apple and follow us on Spotify and Apple and a review, all that good stuff. We appreciate it. I'll let Sam take us out. Yes, thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of our daily uploads. We're doing pods like these 
on Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. It's Sunday when you're listening to this. We're doing game recaps, the nights after games where we don't do a pod. If there is a pod the next day, the recap will be a part of the pod. You can also find us doing Talk and Seas with Bobby Kravitsky. Those are typically Monday, Wednesday, Friday, unless there's a catastrophe where I'm busy or Bobby's busy or Jack's busy. That's the plan. You can also find the film breakdowns of game, not game, whatever, rumor breakdowns. And also a half hour before each game, we're here live for pregame. It's fun. Come hang out. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple. Follow us there. You'll get the audio versions of the pods and game recaps right to your inbox. You can also leave a five-star review and say something nice about the fellas. If you want, like Jack said, email us. HBTCpod at gmail.com is the way to do that. We'll read your emails on the show, give you some feedback. They can be quick. They can be long. You've seen examples of that today. You can find us on socials at How About Them C's, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. The Facebook is just the name of the podcast. Pre-game is there. And on YouTube and on Twitter, Jack's Twitter is at Jack's Money NBA. Mine is at Sam LaFrance NBA. It's it for us.